Hi guys, it is me, Jackie B. Welcome back to my podcast, Black Mom, Black Son, where we talk about the good, the bad, and the questionable. Uh, All details and things and stories of a first-time pandemic parent of a bouncing baby boy who just so happens to be black, and his mom is black too. (laughs) If you listened to my first episode, my God, thank you. (laughs) And if you're here for the second one, welcome back. Thank you so much for listening. Um, I had another topic planned today, and instead of doing that, I wanted to rant because I have something that's very interesting that is coming about, coming up here recent soon, and I wanted to talk about both of those things and I guess get some of your opinions. So the first thing is uh, we are renting a very beautiful rental home property in um, in sunny, beautiful Arizona. It is stunning out here. And when we started renting the house, the landlord had already risen the rent, I would say about a good 30%. When this house was built, it was, I'll give y'all all the tea on the house itself because I've already researched it. When the house was built in 2010, I believe, um, it was sold for 250 grand. Um, then the market kind of crashed here in Arizona and in 2012, it was purchased for 175 k When I tell y'all that this is a beautiful house, it's like five bedrooms, two stories, 3,000 square feet on like a, I don't know, a 5,000 square foot lot. It's in a premier spot in the city, up and coming, beautiful. It's like where we live is like right in between this really small Mexican village that was established and it's like also on the other side is like the south side of the city so it's kind of hood so we're in this really nice pocket where the real estate is really expensive all the communities are gated and heavily secured but you know between having two heavily policed neighborhoods I can hear all the gunshots and sirens I want and we are safe Um, we ended up getting this blessing because the people who were renting before us were mentors of us and they ended up leaving to go to a wonderful opportunity that was just great for them. And they were like, Hey, do y'all want to take over the lease? And we said, sure. And it's actually being rented by a private owner, which is even better. My husband and I have dealt with a lot of property management companies And this situation just felt like it was going to be better because it was going to be a person. So the person could see us, meet us, and then the person could be, oh, I don't know, human. (laughs) And that's what we thought. That's what our expectations were. And as soon as we moved in, the very first thing he did was hike the rent up, which we were like, you know, that's a little unfair because you're not giving us anything with the rent hike. Usually when rent spikes in, in property management usually that you get something something you get something in return and in this situation we didn't and the landlord continued to make it seem like he was doing us a favor and I'll just full transparency our rent is two thousand dollars right which is a lot of money but it's a huge house so I'm like I will take it as soon as the market spiked in the fall We moved in here in the spring, and when I looked online, property value for this house was set to like $400,000. As soon as the property and like real estate market just soared, 
This house was sitting at almost $600,000 as a house to buy, as what its value is. I was so frustrated because I knew that that meant that our landlord was no longer going to be a human. And that is exactly what happened. We ended up experiencing a lot of like strange inconveniences. And I went back and I looked at the at the lease agreement that we signed. It was a private contract, not something that was completed by our property management company. And we were pretty much screwed. He put the landscaping as the tenant's responsibility, the pest control as the tenant's responsibility, uh, minor repairs, minor fixes as the as the tenant's responsibility. His responsibility was to replace all appliances. If something really bad happened, then uh, like if there was some water damage or a flood or something that happened in the house, he would have to step in with his insurance policy that he has. But for the most part, after our rent and all the other side things that we have to pay for throughout the month, we're looking at like $2,500. So he came in and did an inspection after we had been living in the property for about six, seven months. And I'm thinking to myself, like, I'm really frustrated, but I'm trying not to show it because I don't have anywhere else to go right now. And with rent spiking everywhere else to rent something like what we have now would easily now be like $3,500 but we don't have that so I'm like okay maybe we are getting a deal but he's not really doing us any favors you know so he comes in and does an inspection meanwhile his inspection is while we have like right in the middle of the water heater being broken and he had to get it replaced and do a whole bunch of housework because there was water damage He left us without hot water for five weeks. So at like the two and a half week point, my husband and I are like, hey, we'll pay for whatever it is because we have a small child. It's a pandemic outside and we can't properly, you know, keep our hygiene up if you are delaying or dragging your knuckles on this water heater. And it was starting to get cold out. Uh, He just kept telling us to boil water. There were so many different things that were like red flags about him being just the worst landlord like a slumlord and if you look around at this house honestly as an as is sale I don't think that anyone would want to pay more than 300,000 for this house but he sent us a Zillow ad for a house that's like a block away within our same subdivision and he was like look this house is smaller than the one that you all are renting and it's going for three thousand dollars so you guys are getting a steal so I'm like all right it's passive aggressive ugh Anyway, but during that inspection, I still haven't even finished telling you about the inspection. During that inspection, he's walking around. And he's like, are you cleaning the house by yourself? You should probably get some help. Like, stop throwing shade. And yes, I am cleaning this house by myself. Because after you have sucked us dry of all of our money, I don't have money to have a maid. I don't. I know the house is a weird flex, but I just don't have the money for a maid. So I say that whole story and give you that whole background about our landlord Because we have an inspection coming up on Saturday and I am not happy. I do not want to see him. I do not want him in my house. I know it's his house, but I just don't want him here. You know, we have a little child and you've never even replaced the carpet in this place, bro. Like, and you have the nerve to come to us or come at us as if we're doing something wrong by intruding on your space. And the fact of the matter is you're bitter that you're not going to be able to get that extra $1,500 for rent because you signed a two-year agreement with us. And now you're unhappy because you're missing out on that money. Oh, well, sounds like a you problem because you're sucking me dry. So 
that I just wanted to vent about that. I have an inspection this week. I don't want to talk to him, but I have to think positively because I don't have anywhere else to go right now. Like, I don't feel like trying to deal with moving. Who wants to do that? It's about to be summer. F that. Uh, On to bigger and better things. This is what I really wanted to talk to y'all about. I wanted to do that little rant about my landlord, but here's what I really want to talk to everybody about. So, on this channel, I'm supposed to be talking about my son, not my landlord. But my son, who is neurodivergent, he has been diagnosed with ADHD. And my husband and I look at him and we're like kind of high-functioning autism, but not like autism spectrum needing to be medicated. He's just really hyper and he has things that he's obsessed with and fixates on. And that's fine. We're okay with that as long as he can use his words, communicate, express himself, and regulate his emotions. We are perfectly happy with how he is. If he learns differently, he learns differently. And we'll work with his teachers and we'll work with him to make sure that he gets the proper education that he needs so he can be whatever he wants to be when he grows up. I don't think my husband and I have any kind of standard set of what success looks like for him. We're just like, go be the best you you can be. Uh, I'm a millennial parent. I'm a millennial mom making a difference. Um, but he is neurodivergent. And so am I. I've been diagnosed with ADHD twice in my life now. Once when I was about five and I think maybe about, maybe about five or six. And again, at the age of 33 as an adult, um, I am not taking medication. I just raw dog it through life and I make lists and I, I am compassionate with myself and the same compassion I exercise with myself. I give it to my son as well. Um, my family is going to be a little bit divided next weekend. Um, uh, my mother-in-law and my uncle have the same birthday. My uncle was in the delivery room the day I was born. I have lived in the same house with my uncle maybe three times out of my lifetime. And he is the closest thing to a godfather I've ever had in my life. So, you know, I'm really excited for his journey for him to be here. Against all odds, my uncle has had all kinds of conditions and diseases that have taken people out. And my uncle is still here he takes a licking and keeps on ticking and Jackson really loves his uncle as well so we were like ah you know we can't go to both so my husband is gonna go to his mother so his mother um she's this is a milestone birthday for her uh, but she really wanted to have all of her children there Uh, I'm I'm sad that she can't have all her grandchildren there but she really wanted to have all her children there um to celebrate and I We just couldn't figure out a way to do both. So husband is going to Philly. Mom and Jackson are going to Detroit. And I am excited. Surprisingly enough, I'm quite excited about what this um, airplane experience is going to be like for Jackson. Um, He flew when he was seven months old. He flew again when he was nine months old. And then he flew again shortly after his second birthday, right before the pandemic. So he's flown. He just doesn't remember that he's flown. (laughs) And now he's like cognitively and consciously aware of the world around him. He's like three and a half feet tall, 55 pounds. Um, So I'm not carrying him in nothing. He's going to walk. He can talk. He can express himself. He can introduce himself to people and tell stories to people um so with his neurodivergence I'm really excited for what this whole experience is going to be like um 
I don't know if he's scared. I don't think so. I think he's fearless. And I have done my due diligence as a mother in all the overthinking to try and prepare our flight as best I can. I have called TSA. I have called the airline. I'm like, hey, just so y'all know, this child is neurodivergent. So do not cuss and fuss at him if he ain't going to keep that mask on. We're going to do the best we can, but we're going to get on that plane. We're going to go 35,000 feet in the air, and then we're going to land in our destination. Um, I'm, you know, letting them know he may not understand that it is a requirement for him to keep this mask on. As his mother, I will do my job, but I can't control him. I can't put a belt to his head and say, I'm going to beat you if you don't put this, this mask back on. That is stupid. (laughs) There are grown men and women that didn't want to wear masks and nobody was holding guns and belts up to their heads, Right. That actually might be pretty dark, but there were grown men and women who didn't want to wear masks either. So if a four-year-old is protesting because he wants to eat a fruit snack, what, what is the issue? Um, and I am, I am all the way vaxxed. I'm vaxxed up in London. They call it jobbed in London, uh, in British. I am, I am jobbed up. Okay. I am jabbed up. So what's the concern? (laughs) Y'all think he gonna get somebody something? Let me tell you, I had an autistic girl at a basketball game last week cough at me with all her might. And I heard every bit of mucus molecule in her bronchioles come up. It came up out her lungs, okay? And I'm still here. (laughs) So, (laughs) these kids, they different. All of them are on the spectrum. All of them know how to code. And all of them will will outlive us all in this pandemic. <laughs> but <laughs> Jackson um, is very much aware of what's going on. I've been talking to him about it slowly but surely. Like, hey, we're going to ride on a plane. Are you ready to ride on a plane? Yeah. So I'm also doing what most mothers probably wouldn't do. I am making sure that Jackson is going to be able to carry all of his things. I am going to help him, help me help him pack. Um, I'm going to tell him what we're packing for, what the day is going to entail. Um, I'm really excited. So the flight there is going to be an evening, afternoon, evening flight. When we leave here, it'll be like mid-afternoon. But when we get to Michigan, it'll be nighttime. It'll be dark. Um, I haven't decided if I'm going to rent a car or just kind of rely on my family, but I am excited to go on this journey with him (laughs) to see what will happen to see, you know, how he is and how he does on this, on this wonderful adventure. Uh, I do want to record while I'm gone. I'm going to do a vlog on my YouTube if anybody is interested. I think my YouTube is one of those things that's under BBNB1986. But you can still Google just Jackie B and all of my socials will take you to my YouTube. So, um, yes, yeah, so stay tuned. Uh, I'm really excited to see what happens. If anyone has traveled with children who are, you know, ADHD or Um, high functioning autism let me know what y'all have experienced has has anything been bad um 
or has do you have any funny stories uh my son he's not too sensitive to sound but i know he's going to be sensitive to the ear popping so i'm planning on getting him a lot of fruit snacks a lot of raisins and a lot of uh, like dried fruits things that he can chew to get his jaw going um uh, I don't trust him with bubble gum yet, so we're going to do fruit snacks or like the Mambos. Those used to be really good, like really chewy candies. And I know after all that sugar, he's going to be wound the F up. But, you know, we, it's a, it's hot out here for a pimp. So we're going to do the best we can on this trip. <laughs> and also, if you're interested in some of my tips and tricks for travel, um what we're packing, how we're packing, uh, you can follow me on my YouTube, uh, which is probably going to be the BBMB1986. But again, if you go to just Jackie B, Google it on the internet, everything will take you to my YouTube. Um, so yeah, thanks again for listening. I know this is the, the second recording, but it's been like two weeks since the last one. I'll try and get more consistent. If you, whatever platform you're on, if you just put a a notification like let me know when they post uh i'm sure you'll be able to get my new recordings whenever they come out thanks again for listening i really appreciate your time with me again this is jackie b with black mom black son thanks again